Hello, and welcome to the American Dry Cleaner podcast. I'm your host, Tim Burke, the editor of American Dry Cleaner. Joining us to talk about our topic, Find Great Help, Hiring Tips for the Dry Cleaning Owner, is Sasha Ablett, owner of Ablett's Fine Cleaners. It's a family-owned and operated business since 1984, located in Santa Barbara, California. She'll share with us practical tips on how to find the right employee to fit a dry cleaning operation, and we're very happy to have Sasha here today. Sasha, welcome to the American Dry Cleaner Podcast. Well, thank you for having me, Tim. I'm excited to be here. Well, great. Well, to start us off, Sasha, uh, just tell podcast listeners, how tough is it today for a dry cleaning owner to find great help? I believe it is very difficult to find people. People today are changing jobs more often. I expect that most of your listeners have experienced the millennial problem and, you know, the upcoming Gen Xers that just don't seem to be as prepared for the work industry as people may have been in the past. What are the various jobs that an owner has to fill at a typical dry cleaning operation? Well, I believe there's two different types of dry cleaners. There's the smaller operations, um, more like package plants, and then there are larger plants that have more employees. I believe most of the dry cleaners out there, majority of the numbers are the smaller operators with only about five folks, which would mean that a dry cleaner probably needs to know how to do pretty much everything from ironing a pair of pants, removing stains, doing payroll, speaking to customers, marketing their business, um, and every, everything in between. <laughs> right. It is easier when you have a smaller operation to sort of fall into the day-to-day activities where you're actually working in your business. And um, while it's good for expertise, really I think every owner should be focusing on kind of the big picture and thinking about what their values are and what they want their cleaner to represent to the public and to their customer. I mean, really, we're, I feel like we're very lucky to be in a service industry. Giving is living. Giving, I believe, is the way that we can give back to our community and really feel fulfilled. So I think operators really have an opportunity or they should take the time to identify what they believe their values are. And in that way, when they go out and they're looking for these people to fill these holes in their operation so that they can free up time and and be more productive for their customers, they are able to discern when they meet people who would be a good fit and who wouldn't. When an owner goes looking for help, which methods are the most effective for reaching them? For example, word of mouth or hanging up a sign or an online ad or something else? I think as a dry cleaner, you really have to use all of those methods. I'm here in Santa Barbara where the hospitality industry is huge. They've put in four new hotels. And so we're competing for labor. I think the available labor is at an all-time low right now. At least it is here where I'm living. So we really go after all of those things. Um, The best success I find, especially if you have identified what your values are and you have aligned your company behind that, is to get your people to go out and look for new people. Because if you have happy employees that do a good job, well, they're going to want to work with people that they like working with, and they will bring in people like them. The first thing we do when we know we're going to be needing someone is to let everyone in our organization know about it, to let them put out the word. After that, we go after more traditional methods, I suppose. Another interesting thing that I think would apply to most dry cleaners, although not all, is the language issue. A lot of our pressers are Latin American, um, mostly Mexican descent, and 
a lot of them don't speak English. So you have to know what in your local area is the place to go to look for that sort of help. And just one little tip that um, I think would be available to everybody is in Facebook. There's a Spanish-speaking community called La Pulga, and um, we've had a lot of good results looking there for pressers and other sorts of things. Let's dive a little deeper, Sasha. How important is it for an owner to match up the right personality to the type of job? I think that that is a hugely important thing to consider when you're hiring someone. So one of the hardest things about hiring as an owner is a natural human tendency where people tend to like people like them. So I do find when I go into different organizations, be it dry cleaners or whatever, you tend to get a certain personality type across <laughs> across the board. Yeah. And diversity really is a wonderful strength. So it's something that people want to be aware of when they're hiring. And that's why I always, you know, we at Ablett try not to hire people that already have experience. We try to hire for attitude because you can train somebody to press a pair of pants. You can train somebody to inspect, but you can't train someone for an attitude. If they don't take ownership or if they just have a negative attitude or if they don't show up or if they're late, that's the sort of thing that's a deal breaker. To go even deeper on that, can we talk about training. Let's talk specifically about training that new person. How much has training become now the owner's responsibility? Well, training for specific tasks has always been the responsibility of the organization. But I think we are finding more and more that training in general is is coming down to the organization. What I mean by that is the things that they don't teach in school, things like a lot of our technologies are new, like, say, cell phones. So, you know, you have to train people to check their cell phones at the door. And you can't just say, you can't. You could just tell somebody to check their cell phone at the door. It's the policy, period. And people may or may not comply. But if you take the time to actually explain why and how it's distracting and you share with them the studies of how, you know, people are less happy when they're always being interrupted and they can't focus and it takes 20 minutes to regain your focus when you get an interruption like that, or how it could even be dangerous if you're operating a press and, and you you know suddenly get distracted looking down at your phone, you get a much better outcome when people understand the reasoning behind it. So things like how to handle emotions, how to you know deal with problems at home because we all have things that go on at our you know in our personal lives, and how to not take that to work, and also how to interact with other people. So going back to hiring for attitude, the other thing to keep in mind is if you hire an extrovert who has a woo-woo type personality, you can't put them behind a press where they're isolated all day long. They're not going to, you know, they're going to be constantly walking around. But if you put them in front of the customer to talk to the customer, then they're going to make wonderful um, relationships and make the customer feel special and make your organization look great. If you find an introvert who really likes to put their head down and just get the work out and they love being productive, well, that's the perfect person to put behind a press or perhaps in um, some other position. So matching the personality to that position and really understanding it um, is a wonderful thing. There's a, a framework out there called OCEAN, which um, stands for openness, conscientiousness, extroversion, agreeableness, and neuroticism. And it's a really, you can <laughs> look that up on the internet, you can Google that, and it's a very simple framework for kind of just looking at a person and figuring them out and then being able to kind of place them in the right, in the right position based on that. 
Well, uh, this sort of leads into the next question, really. Uh, you pointed out positive attitude and uh, uh, checking your emotions and, and also this ocean concept. But can you talk about some of those things? And maybe we covered that a little bit. Can you talk about some of those things that an owner looks for in that quote unquote next great hire? And this is a positive attitude, being good with people, maybe a sense of humor and maybe some other things. Yeah, all of those things are <laughs> wonderful um, to get. Uh, I have a belief that all people are good people. Um, I don't think anyone ever, you know, goes to work thinking that they want to not do a good job. Everyone wants to do a good job. Um, sometimes they just don't quite even understand their own mindset. So when you're looking you know, at these sort of things, you kind of have to be aware that as an owner, if you can do everything in the plant, guess what? Nobody can do it as well as you. And, right. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. Nobody, it's, it's just a fact. I've been doing this for, you know, 20 years and maybe more if you count my high school, <laughs> <laughs> when I was working for my dad at a cleaners in high school, but, and nobody can do it as well as I can. And as an owner, sometimes I think we may feel like they're not good employees when really they just don't have the experience. But there's an old adage that says, where does ex- you know good experience come from? Well, it comes from judgment, which usually comes from bad judgment and bad decisions. So you have to be sort of willing to let your employees fail. Right. Um, you have to be willing to, you know, this is one of the hardest lessons that I had to learn was to let my employees do it their way. And then just remember to circle back. You do have to circle back and talk about what happened, why it happened, what they could do better next time without shaming them or blaming them. Could we call that having the right culture at a dry cleaner to help that new hire get established and help them to be great? Yeah. Yeah, I would, I would call it, it, would, it goes back to the values. You have to set your values, and from that you tease out a culture which I don't actually love the term culture. Um, it's accurate, and it it's just it's so overused everywhere. I think of ours as more of a community, yeah. you know, or a family. Great. Because, you know, you have this family, and you can never fire anybody from your family. You can't fire someone from work. But if you go into it, or I go into it thinking that everyone is doing the best that it can, Sometimes it doesn't work out. People just have too much going on in their home life or they aren't willing to expand their mindset um, and it just doesn't work out after a while. I've heard a lot of people talking about hiring and they always talk about hiring super slow. And it's usually people that are in like tech startups and, you know, all these really sexy businesses. At least what I practice is exactly the opposite. I need bodies in there. As long as that person has a somewhat positive attitude and they want to work, I feel like it's the dry cleaner's job to give them the proper set of tools so they know what their job is, they know what's expected of them, and they can tell when they're succeeding. And they're given ownership of that job to you know, make it their own. Those are the three kind of key steps, right? You have to give them clear expectations and guidelines when they first come in. You have to go back in and review with them and find out, you know, how it's going, what it's doing, if they need any help or any tools or that sort of thing. And you have to do that regularly. And you have to give them, you know, another overused word is empowerment. But you do have to empower them. And that means allowing them to fail, um, but just going back to discuss with them. It's sort of like acting as a mentor. 
I, you know, as an right. owner, we yeah. are mentoring everybody that works for us to mentoring. try and help build them up and make them better people. You've been an owner many years, Sasha. Can you share a story about when you knew just instinctively with that gut feeling that you hired the right employee for the job? I've had some kind of interesting learnings. I've, I've hired a lot of the wrong people and a lot of really wonderful people. I think the most interesting was I, this woman. She actually was at the company when I first started. And she was, we have a centralized market, which is a little bit different than the package plant. And she was sitting back there. I realized that she was very much a people person and an extrovert. So I was wise enough to move her to be customer facing. And she was wonderful. And she worked for about five years. And she was just everything I could ever want, star employee. So then my assistant slash bookkeeper, um, you know, the accounts payable, helped me with the payroll, you know, helped me with all those sort of administrative tasks. She left. So I promoted this woman into that position. And she immediately started spiraling down. So here was this star employee for five years. And suddenly she was a problem employee where she wasn't happy. She was making mistakes. She was, you know, not getting the work done and things were sliding and bills were going overdue and not being paid, things like that. You know, and I couldn't figure out what was going on. How could such a wonderful employee turn into such a poor employee in such a short period of time? And that's when I realized that she was just in the wrong seat. So then I, she is now actually a manager for wedding gowns and draperies and restoration and that sort of thing and she goes out into the community she goes to the wedding gown shows and she again is you know she's bringing in sales now and she's growing the company and it's an amazing thing but you know if you're talking about what makes a great employee and what makes a poor employee you know it's really the owner yeah (laughs) it's it's not even Uh, the employee really There have been changes in the dry cleaning industry over the years, we all know, such as more casual wear and other things. But have there also been changes in the whole hiring picture? Well, it is a lot easier to go online now and find employees. There are so many different um, avenues like ZipRecruiter, job posting boards. Uh, Every community has its own way online. (laughs) And so I do think that... You know, that has made things a little easier. Um, I really believe in the word of mouth. And, you know, my customers, I, we will sometimes put it out to the front counter and put up signs because I'll often get our, not our customers as <laughs> workers, but their kids. I've had oh, lots yeah. of their kids <laughs> end up working for us. Oh, I bet. Um, yeah. You know, summer jobs and things like that. So I kind of feel like the old school, uh, because we are such a, You know, nobody knows more about their customers than a dry cleaner. We know so many intimate details about our customers. And it is such a relationship business that I feel like the old school methods just seem to work better. For any dry cleaning owner listening right now, whether they're brand new or established, been around, what tips could you give them as they start looking to fill a position? Be very clear what that position is and what the outcome of that position is. Uh, I would start, again, you know, with a larger vision of what that position is. That way, when you list what the actual tasks are underneath it, there's a little bit of leeway um, to make it better and to give it 
to the employee to let them make it better. You know, right. kind of like this manager of the custom, of the specialty services. You know, we left it a little bit vague, but there are some very specific items underneath so that she has some room to grow, but she also knows when she's doing a good job and, and the owner knows as well when you do that. Hiring is, uh, we'll call it a first step, and then we've talked about then training. But then a new team member needs to be allowed to just get comfortable. We've kind of touched on that. But how can an owner help them to get comfortable in their job? That's a great question. It really is the owner that sets the tone for their company. You know, walk, if the owner walks through and they're really stressed out and they're hunched down and frowning and walking around, everyone will be on edge. If the owner is friendly and smiling, um, everyone will feel, you know, relaxed, like, oh, everything's okay. So it is the owner's job to make everyone kind of, to make everyone feel okay, unless, of course, there's something terrible going on, I yeah. suppose. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Which hopefully isn't the case. No. But, and, and the biggest way I have found, the biggest way, in some ways it's the easy, you know, it's funny, a lot of this stuff is simple but not easy to do. And just giving the employee the leeway to do it themselves makes them feel a lot better. So let me explain that a little bit yeah. more. So if you are standing over an employee and watching them every hour and correcting them constantly, they're not going to feel, you know, they're not going to have a good attitude. They're going to feel like they can't do anything right, like, you know, they're trying so hard and you're never happy with them. Or in a worst case scenario, they're going to feel like you're, just picking on them and not a not a friendly person right and you but want to foster that independent you, right that right feeling. independence that's yeah, exactly because that's valuable your that. business right right so if you if you give a very clear picture like this is to take shirt pressing for example this is a great shirt you know the plackets look like this the bottom looks like that the collar's broken here and then you walk them through it a few times exactly how to do it maybe for a day but then you let them go for a week or two weeks and then you come back and you take their shirts and you go through it with them and then you ask them how do you think you know how are you doing what do you think you can do better you know rather than um ostrac you know yeah punishing them this old command and control model that uh has been around in business for years and years i don't think it's working anymore especially not with these generations that are coming up uh people just quit now you know if they're not happy and they they just quit and they I've just don't that. show up for work. They don't even show up for the appointments. You know, you're, you're interviewing someone, and I've got 10 people to be interviewed, and I'll be lucky if two of them actually even show up. And it, it's just a whole <laughs> wow. new world that way. <laughs> so if you don't work to make it a little bit, the employee has to want to be there. And I, I think we're still in a transition right now. I don't, we aren't all the way in the new world, but we're on our way. <laughs> and right. so, you know, shifting the mindset of the owner to more of a mentor uh, is huge. And yeah, it needs to be done. Yeah, I think you're right on about that. Um, is there anything else, Sasha, you'd like to add today in our chat about how to find great help and hiring tips for the dry cleaning owner? Yeah, I, you know, the only thing I'd like to add, I touched on this before about how people like people like them. And typically an owner, well, a human, when hiring ends up, you know, if you have someone across the desk from you, and you're chatting and you get along and you're just exactly like it, you're going you're gonna to hire that person. So I would suggest 
that you always have two or three would be even better, more than just yourself interviewing the person. That is one thing that if you can at all avoid it only being you interviewing that person, I think it would be very beneficial because you'd get a larger scope of who the person is and what position they would be best for or if maybe they just don't make a good person for that, whatever the opening is that you have. Um, and I, I, I think that's a hugely beneficial thing. So the last tip. That was Sasha Ablett talking about hiring tips for the dry cleaning owner. Thank you very much for your time today, Sasha, and for being with us here on the American Dry Cleaner podcast. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It was my pleasure. The American Dry Cleaner podcast is a production of American Trade Magazine's LLC Chicago. For more information about future podcasts and to get the latest Fabricare industry news, visit our website at americandrycleaner.com or make sure to read our weekly e-news blast called The Wire. Also, be sure to visit American Dry Cleaner on Facebook and make sure to like us. And also follow us on Twitter to stay informed about these podcasts along with news and information from around the industry. The royalty-free music used on this podcast is from Alvaro Angeloro called Brand New Day and can be found at hooksounds.com. Thank you for being with us today on the American Dry Cleaner Podcast. This has been your host, Tim Burke, and I look forward to being with you again very soon. Music